Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. My name is Sunil Chandy, Father Chandy from Christ Episcopal Church. And this is a program called Food for Thought, uh, a program to help us find wisdom in the midst of all of the challenges we face uh, and to connect with one another. So if you are with us today, please do uh, tell us that you're here. This is a live program and uh, we have an amazing, amazing guest that I'm looking forward to uh, to talk about. And she is uh, a member of our community. And so if you are here, tell us that you're here. Tell us that you are watching and uh, and tell us uh, tell us if you like the program. Tell us how we could improve. Tell us um, it, ways in which we could offer uh, connection to you. And so, um, and then also some of you, uh, you know, put those emojis on, right? Those, those little things like the happy face. So, just so that you could just know, I look at those emojis and I love it. And so if you get confused about the angry emoji or the sad emoji, try to move towards the happy emoji and that would be a good thing. And so there, Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy's here. She's here. Hey, Father. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing from Florida? Thank you for being here and watching us and being with us today. So... Today, this uh, this is a Monday that is the 28th of February, and this week we begin our uh, begin this wonderful season of Lent, and it begins on Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is uh, traditionally uh, the day in which we begin this uh, this 40 days of Lent, uh, and not including Sundays uh, Sundays, of course, and. Uh, and it is so the the colic that I have today is actually a prayer that I'd love to kind of think about as we journey through this wilderness uh, of, of Lent. Um, so it starts the colic for this coming Sunday starts almighty God, whose blessed son was led by the spirit to be tempted by Satan. Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptation. And as you know, the weaknesses of each of us, let each one of you find mighty to save through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. So I, I, this is the colic for this coming Sunday, and it is, uh, it's interesting, the lessons for this Sunday, I mean, in, in all the years of the, I've been in uh, as a priest, I've always encountered these lessons. Every three years, we go through the cycle in the lectionary where we, uh, we have these readings that are specific for this particular day, uh, Lent on the Sunday, of the first Sunday of Lent. Uh, and it's usually around the temptation of Jesus. And uh, and where Jesus has just been um, baptized, and then he is driven out into the wilderness. He he goes out into this wilderness, and and today's uh, and the gospel lesson for the coming Sunday is is from Luke four. And so it's always at the beginning of Jesus's ministry. He goes, he he gets baptized, and then immediately out there in the wilderness, right. It's as if Jesus has this mountaintop ex experience. He knows who we are. Who, who, he knows who he is. Uh, and he knows what he, what he hopes to do. And then, and then he's out there and he's facing temptation. I, usually what you would imagine is that once, you know, you want a grace period. You want some way to kind of think and reflect and be and plan and so forth. But it says in 
not only the, in, in all of the, uh, the three Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that Jesus was immediately, you know, moves out to the, to the wilderness. It's as if, and he was driven out there by the Holy Spirit. It's as if God wants us to face those temptations that we have. You know, we might have a new identity, a new new way of being. It's 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 kind of like the the idea about the alcoholic who who um, who decides that uh, he doesn't want to be a high alcoholic, or he or she doesn't want to be an alcoholic again, and he decides. I'm going to be new. And then immediately, as after he makes this decision, invariably, there's always a temptation that comes up. It's like life. So Jesus has this new identity as the child of God, the beloved of God, and he could, and immediately he faces temptation. And the temptations are, are really uh, interesting. And, and we'll talk about that later this week as we come to come back to this program. Uh, but it, it it's a confrontation with with the devil in in the in the scriptures right it's this confrontation to a per, uh, uh, the part of us that or uh, you know a being that uh, causes great challenge and chaos and 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 problems for us right it's interesting as I was looking over the readings this coming for this coming Sunday I was thinking that Jesus faces his temptation. Usually what we like to do, what I like to do, what I often do is that, you know, when there is temptation, when there is something that moves away from what I want, what I hope for, what I know is right, I usually run the opposite direction, right? I run away from it. What Jesus does is he faces it head on. And almost as if he's having a conversation with this temptation he's having a conversation with the devil with satan and and in the conversation he engages it he he opens it up he tries to understand what is the temptation why why do you exist and i and i think about this because uh you know everything in our life has some type of purpose right that's what i'm thinking right now in my life i mean all the things that, that have happened in my life, they've all had some purpose in it to help me grow. Some of those experiences I could use with, I could, I could live without. I personally would say, no, I wouldn't want that at all. Yet, even through those experiences, I've grown. So the question uh, uh, that I have is maybe what God is saying through these, through this, um, through these lessons, and maybe even this whole idea about Lent, is, you know, we have temptations before us. I know that they are hard. But then, why are they temptations? Examine them. Why? Why do they? And then, and then go deeper. Well, why are they? Why do they exist in our in our lives? So, uh, you know, for the alcoholic. Or the person who is trying to get sober, uh, why does he need that drink? Is there is there a deeper need that's being unmet? Maybe that person has just lost their job and they're bored and they're thinking that they're not they that their their worth is tied to their 
to their work. And if they don't have a job, then they're not they're worthless and they're trying to hide that pain. Maybe for the uh, the person who has a, a wonderful marriage and and all of a sudden, you know, uh, starts to engage in conversations that are that, that are flirtatious with with someone of a, 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 at work or uh, an acquaintance. And there's a temptation there. The question is, you know, what's happening for the temptation to exist? Maybe there's something at home that that's not happening. That's that connection that's not uh, being being fully realized. Temptations, I think, have to be faced. You can't run away from them. They need to be examined, like Jesus examined Satan. Satan and eventually, as he gives voice to those temptations and the underlying need, then all of a sudden, uh, there's a there's a there's an opportunity to overcome those temptations, acknowledging them, and then but then also acknowledging the greater uh, joy of being in a right relationship in a good relationship with God and neighbor. So these are just musings of mine, but they are nonetheless uh, important for us to think about as we engage in this wonderful season of Lent, because it's a season that helps us to understand that we're always in the wilderness. We're always out there facing challenges day in and day out. How we face those challenges says uh, a lot about us and who we are and our faith journey. And my hope is that you will have faith and find your way through the wilderness with joy and hope. Today, we have a, a wonderful guest, and this is a, an amazing uh, woman who is uh, just so bubbly. I, I, we met, I just met her for the first time right before this show, and, uh, and I think you all will be very engaged with her. Uh, her name is... Uh, Erin Souza Stanley, and she is the new artistic director at the Granite Theater, uh, a local theater here in Westerly, and a theater that's very popular in our community and one that offers culture and, and the arts uh, to us, and, and I'm grateful for its presence. So Erin uh, is an accomplished performer. She's performed all over the United States from regional and professional theaters to off-Broadway uh, to Off-Broadway and NYC. She's been on NBC. Uh, she's been on the hit show. You're the one that we want, making her quest for Broadway. Erin uh, is also a recipient of the Connecticut Cir Critics uh, Circle Award. She attended the Boston Conservatory of Music and graduated from the National Theater Institute, where she studied in Stratford, England. Erin has performed and in and directed, choreographed, and produced over 100 productions statewide. She has also received many awards for a role in arts, education, and service to the community. And she's the recipient of the most prestigious Sodheim Award. She is uh, for directing and, and nominated for the Tony Award in arts education. Additional credits include working as an artistic consultant in Wally Lamb's movie, Wishing and Hoping. And she is the founder of the East Line Regional Theater and has directed the award-winning Stonington High School Theater program for over 20 years. She is the proud wife of Stonington High School's music director and conductor, Chris Stanley, and the mother of three budding 
stars, Lucas, Spencer, and Scarlett. Ben, please bring Aaron on board. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I am great. I'm thrilled to be here, Father. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. I am just, uh, you know, I, I just love the energy that you bring. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it's it's 22, 2022, and um, I want to bring optimism and hope to our community and lots of passion. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So before uh, before coming into some of the questions I have for you, I mean, my mind is brilliant <laughs> sure. all of these things, these questions. But I'd love for first thing is Lucas, Spencer, and Scarlett. Now, Lucas and Scarlett, uh, you know, uh, are they they're kind of from the music, uh, the movie uh, tradition, or how did you pick out those names? I love that you asked about my children first because they are. Um, the number one thing to me in my life. So thank you. But my son, Lucas, actually, we call him Luke. Um, and that actually comes from my faith. And um, we wanted- The gospel of Luke. Yes, the gospel of Luke. So we wanted to name him, um, you know, the formal name of Lucas, but he goes by Luke. And okay. he is um, a wonderful young man. He's now living in Massachusetts with his um, he's going to be married in a year okay. and he's a theater teacher and is also the freshman baseball coach. So, wow. <laughs> <Yes>. okay. <laughs> and Scarlett, she does come from Scarlett O'Hara. We yeah. love Scarlett O'Hara, of course, Gone with the Wind, but there's actually a funny story about her name. She is a budding um, eighth grader at Eastline Middle School. She's 13. And when I was pregnant with her, my brother, who um, had served in the Marines um, and who is now retired now, he was in Afghanistan. And Scarlett Johansson came to visit the troops. Oh. And he was featured on the cover of a magazine with a big kiss from Scarlett Johansson. Wow. <laughs> so the moment we saw that, Father, my husband and I said, how about Scarlett? Yeah. No, it's a beautiful name. I love it. And what about Spencer? What about Spencer? So Spencer just came from, we were just looking for something that, that went well with the last name Stanley, you know, an S. Spencer Stanley. Um, my son Spencer is um, a wonderful young man. He's studying musical theater at Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. And um, I believe it was my mother-in-law who mentioned the name Spencer from a book she was reading. Yeah. So it just turned out perfect. <laughs> I think that all three of these uh, young, uh, young people are uh, I'm, I'm sure that they're filled with joy and hope and optimism. And, uh, and, and I think I, it seems like Lucas and Spencer have gotten the thespian bug from you. What about Scarlett? Does she act also? or Most definitely. Um, we, we call ourselves sort of the modern Sound of Music family. <laughs> My uh, husband is a choral conductor. He's been at Stonington High School for over 26 years. And my daughter, Scarlett, she also sings and performs. And her first love is dance. So uh -huh. she loves to dance. She's currently just achieved her point shoes. So she's thrilled about that. <laughs> good, 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 good. 
so tell us. I mean, this is this is a new ever for you for you. I think, right? You're just uh, I, I, the bio suggested that you're you just recently uh, started at the Granite Theater. Is that true? Uh, yes, I started this January. Uh, it hasn't. It's almost been two months, but not quite yet. Okay. And it's it's thrilling to be here in this beautiful building with so much history and so much nostalgia. And also within this wonderful community, I am not completely new to the community having served as the theater director at Stonington High School, only 10 minutes away. However, I'm learning so much about the community, including your wonderful church and all the businesses here in town. And one of my huge initiatives is to, to really focus on community growth and get to know everyone here and see what we as the Granite Theater can do for our community. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think you know, I'm, I've been looking, we've had a, a wonderful partnership uh, with the Granite Theater. We've, uh, in, in terms of, um, you know, a, a lot of, uh, we've had a murder mystery theaters, uh, and, uh, dinner uh, dinners here, and then we went over to the, to uh, to the Grand theater to to watch a performance. Uh, we had some of uh, we had one time where uh, a lot of the actors came in and they they had they were in character. It was just so <laughs> wonderful and and it was just uh, you know we've been having this really wonderful time with uh, the fact that you're just across the street from us. You know, we love that, and I'm hoping we can continue that partnership. I really want to expand our educational programs as well. So we're hoping to reach out to all of the youngsters in our community, including those at your church, and have them involved. We're about to launch our first ever youth production, Father, and that's happening um, this June, and it's Alice in Wonderland. And what I'm really excited about is it's not only going to be the youth on stage, but we're hoping to have the youth running the production backstage as well. So we're thrilled about this educational initiative and we're hoping that the community will embrace us and join us for this wonderful adventure. Sure, I think I would, you know, do you have to, uh, do the kids have to audition or is it, uh, how do they get involved? Yes, so we'll be announcing auditions shortly and they will be auditioning and then they will sign up and be part of the program. There'll be classes as well in singing, dancing, and acting as they're progressing and learning the material for the show. So we're thrilled about that. And we're gonna also hopefully offer some programs for backstage and technical theater where students can learn how to design lights and run the sound and perhaps work backstage in the crew. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I remember when I was, um, so I, you know, uh, people, contrary to what people be believe about me, I'm, uh, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert that functions as an actual extrovert. Mm -hmm. and, and so I remember, uh, in, so I was always this science geeky kind of guy, but I had, I had this wonderful theater teacher. Uh, he was my English teacher, and his name was Jasper and Doklachu. And Jasper was also the uh, the theater teacher, and he he had uh, he invited me to come uh, uh, for a couple of things to when I was in high school. You know, he just wanted me to open up a bit, and 
and it was these 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 not the it was kind of like skits extemporaneous skits that you'd uh, do it's kind of like you, you uh, what he did was he had us it, it gave like topics and we had to create a kind of uh, a, a, like a an acting piece out of it and i thought that was so amazing for me it was like it was scary but it it really is uh, was really fun you know Theater is an incredible tool, um, not only for the audiences, because of course it, it can tell a story that we need to hear. It can touch our hearts. Uh, one of the things I always say to my students and to my cast is let's touch the hearts of the audience with this piece. And let's see if we can get them to start thinking about things and maybe making a change, um, making the world a better place. But um, when I work with my students, that's very similar. We do improv exercises, which is similar, yeah, similar to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible tool. It really gets students to step outside their comfort zone, right? And to not be afraid to try something new. And it builds, of course, their self-esteem and their self-confidence. And um, actually, I'd have to say the most rewarding work I've done in theater has been with students and just seeing them grow. Yeah. <laughs> And it's interesting also, I mean, as an actress, uh, maybe you could explain this to me, but I would think that you need to get, when you go into a character, uh, especially a character that is different from yourself, right? Maybe even you have to, there's a lot of emotion or empathy that you have to have for the character and, and, you, and the setting, and then you have to know the history, the context, and, you know, uh, and why they make the decisions they make, you know, in the play that, you know, in the play. And, and that's, that's really, uh, that uses psychology, that uses uh, history, that uses, uh, you know, uh, observation skills, all of these things. Uh, it, it's an amazing craft, isn't it? It is. It's, it's quite immersive. And, you know, it's something that it, can truly inspire an individual and help them. You know, I've had students where they might have been going through a tough time at home or struggling at school, and their involvement in a certain piece of theater or within our theater community just made so many changes for them and, and also kind of opened their eyes to look at things differently. Yeah. So it is it is truly powerful. I, I really believe it's one of the most powerful art forms that we can share. You know, I and I I was thinking about um, you know, the characters that most people don't like to play. Like <laughs> uh like the the villain in the story, right? Yeah. Um, it, but even the villain in the story to understand context and why they make the choices they make. Uh, is really an interesting, um, you know, I, I was watching, you know, I, one of the, the, the I, I love many movies, I love many things, uh, but, you know, like Jesus Christ Superstar, and there's a story, the, the portion of, uh, the part of, of Judas, um, and mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, thinkings that he engaged in as he, as he betrayed, you know, Jesus. You know, it's interesting. It's really it opened up a different way of looking at at Jesus and Judas and the and the whole Christian story. You know, for me. 
Yes. Um, I was very fortunate, Father, that um, in my earlier career, I got to play Mary Magdalene. Yes. And, you know, she is also a sometimes a controversial figure. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about my faith and what I grew up with and my thoughts, you know, and what I was taught. Um, and, and there were some moments where I was questioning, like, you know, the behavior or was this behavior okay? Or how would, how would people view this behavior? Um, so I can totally relate to that. And the, the angst, of course, that Judas felt um, during that time. But I think that's something that we can relate to, right? When we're, you know, like you were just talking about earlier about being left in the wilderness and the challenges that we face you know, there are times where we might feel like Judas in our lives yeah. and um, we have to make a choice and, and hopefully our faith will guide us. Um, and then sometimes we're going to make the wrong choices. Right. Uh, and, you know, with God's mercy, you know, hopefully he will, he will forgive us and, and bring us back to following his path. So, yes, that's exactly it. I mean, I think, I think, you know, for Christianity, it's kind of like, you know, um, it, it's like a, having a whole new plate every now and then. Uh, you know, when we make a mistake, there's always renewal. There's always repentance. There's always a new way of being as we, we, we learn to be better human beings. So I think that's the one thing I, I love about our faith, that's for sure. Yes, most definitely. And I know that they did perform Jesus Christ Superstar here at the Granite prior to me being here. Did you get to see it? Robert? No, I didn't get a chance because that was the time where uh, there was something happening that I couldn't come to those things. And I wanted so badly. I'm hoping to produce the musical Joseph at some point. I love I, that story. Yes? I love Joseph. I love Joseph. Yes, maybe we can partner. Maybe the church and, and us can partner. That would be amazing. I'd love to, whatever you'd like to do. Joseph, Joseph for me is, um, is, is kind of like a Jesus figure. Mm -hmm. he a Jesus figure that figure, you know, he's like, uh, he prefigured Jesus about 2000 years, you know? I mean, this, mm -hmm. is, this is a man who actually transformed his family, his community. Uh, yet went through all of these struggles and um, and he always in the midst of it knew that God never left he never left God God never left him most definitely and his grace it, it was is it, just truly incredible something that we all esteem to have yes I know there's this there's this one point in the um, in the story in the Old Testament story where um, that I just remembered just re recently and this this idea that joseph when when he is confronting his brothers and this is while after he's achieved his success he's like the second most powerful person in the world and his and he's confronting his brothers and they don't they they're coming to him for help and he knows who they are they don't know who he is finally he reveals himself to them and they are scared they're scared because they think that they're going. He's going to get. He's going to get them back. Yes. And there's this. Then there's this point where he says, uh, "No, I'm not going to hurt you." And then he says, basically, "Come closer, come closer." They're 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 moving away from him. He says, "Come closer." So okay. the thing is, uh, you know, come close to me. 
Let us get to know each other again. And I forgive you. It's the most beautiful, powerful, powerful thing, you know. Um, Very powerful. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it speaks to who, um, who Joseph is and that human being. And so, but, and I think the, it's, it also says a great deal that you love that so much. <laughs> I do. I love that story. It's, it's one of the musicals that I have never produced. I have performed in it, but it's definitely one that, you know, I would love to see done here. So maybe in the future, you'll, we can partner together. That would be great. <laughs> it would be great. It would be good. So let me ask you, Aaron. I, I mean, you're so accomplished in so many different areas, and you and you and you and you've kept your faith intact through this challenging time. Mm-hmm. What is it that you do to to keep that faith intact? To keep to f- keep facing uh, the forward and into the future, even as you face as you face challenges, as we all have. Yes, that's a great question. I think I was very fortunate as a child. Um, my my mother's family, um, my Nana was a devout Catholic <laughs> and she made sure that we went to private Catholic school. I attended St. Mary's Star of the Sea School. And then my father was, um, was a Baptist. And <laughs> it was interesting because I got to experience, you know, both, of course it was Christianity, but two different religions. So um, there was sort of a running joke in my family that I would run and sing at my mass. And then my dad would pick me up and bring me to go sing a gospel tune at the church. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think being immersed in God's love since I was very young has really shaped me. And I too have like Jesus, like all of us have been in the wilderness and struggled. And I always, you know, especially during this pandemic, always come back to my faith. And I'm so grateful to my parents for giving me that. Um, You know, my my Nana used to collect, um, you know, of course, stats, statues of the saints. And um, I still have one on my bureau that I keep there. She has since gone to heaven and I keep that there um, and uh, always look at it. I have a little prayer book that she had given me on my, on my bedside table. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, Faith to me is something that also helped me as a mother, I have to say, because, you know, when our children are growing and they're first learning to drive or they're first taking their steps out on their own, you know, I, I, I remember some of my mother friends that, you know, were in my circle saying, Erin, how are you so calm? And I say, well, I pray and I have faith. That's right. And um, I think you know, in our lives today, it's it's something that, that really, you know, keeps me going. And um, I hope to instill that in my children as well and um, let them know that God is there and God loves us and God will forgive. And that, you know, even when things are really bad, it, it just means that, you know, God is carrying us through the storm. And that's, you know, what my family taught me growing up. That's a beautiful, beautiful lesson. And then actually, you know, you should produce the Joseph one. (laughs) Because that story, that undergirds the story of Joseph. 
Yes. So for Joseph, there is no safety net except God. Mm. And, and as he faces all of his struggles, he knows that he will be okay because God will catch him. Even, even when he has to do those unpleasant, righteous things yes. that, that cause you know, great you know, anger to the people around him, he still knows that God will be his safety net. Right. And, and so, I mean, just what you're saying exactly is, is, <laughs> is that it reminds me of Joseph because you're saying that, you know, and, and this is actually important for all of us because it's, it's this idea between faith and fear. And how do we, how do we trust to move forward? I mean, right. in this particular moment, right, we're, we're all facing this question about how do we, you know, everybody's traumatized. You know, we're used to masks masks, and we're used to, we've, we've seen so much death and suffering and we wonder, is it safe to congregate again? Is it safe to go to theater again? Is it safe to sing again in the midst of community? And, 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 and everyone is scared, right? Yes. Everyone is scared. My, my daughter went to school. I brought her to school this morning and we've been having a talk, you know, they have released the mask mandate at school. And she said, mom, I don't know what I'm going to do. She goes, you know, I've been wearing my mask for so long. It, I don't feel like me without it, you know? Um, and I think that's something that we, we're all struggling with. We're not sure. Like she said, she said she came up with a plan that she was going to wear it on her chin. <laughs> so if she needed to pull it up, she'd pull it up. And if she needed to bring it down, she could bring it down. And I said to her that, you know, that to, to follow her heart and, um, and just to remember that even, you know, something I think that has been missing in our world a little bit is if people have different opinions and they decide not to wear them, their mask, I want you to treat them just the same as the people that do decide to wear their masks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she explained just the angst that she was struggling with, you know, as a 13 year old going back to middle school and trying to make the decision, like, will people like me if I don't wear the mask? She goes, I miss smiling at people. I miss seeing my teacher's face. You know, as a theater educator, some of my teacher friends, I noticed that on their social media this morning, one of them posted, and this just really inspired me, I can't wait to smile at my students today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, we all want to be safe and we all want to do the right thing. And sometimes it's hard to know what is the right thing. Um, and again, that's where our faith can come in. But we at the Granite Theater are hoping that people will come back to the theater and we're going to keep it as safe and clean as possible. Um, and it's going to be a welcoming environment. And we want to bring joy back to everyone's lives. We've been suffering for a long time. And when I chose my season this year, it was important for me to choose stories that had hope. Um, stories that would inspire us all, both the young and the old. And um, that's exactly what we're hoping to do. One of the pieces I'm really powerful about, Father Sneal, is, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm really passionate about, um, it is a very powerful and poignant piece, is The Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. Now, that is not a joyful piece. However, 
It is a story that we need to tell, and especially what's going on in our world today. Um, I was really moved by that as a young child, and it, it is a, a dream, a passion piece I've really wanted to produce for a long time. So we're thrilled to share that with our audiences in October. But then, of course, you're going to see so much joy as well with yeah. some of our comedies. And um, our musical this summer is a wonderful, I'm really happy to announce, actually, Father Sneel, your listeners are going to be the first to hear about it. <laughs> We're going to be producing the musical Shrek. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's pretty exciting. I love it. I <laughs> love it. But it's a happy piece. And it's a piece about self-love and self-acceptance, but also about accepting differences in others. You know, again, a story that I'm really passionate about telling. Um, and there are, you know, laughing out loud lines, of course, and moments where we hope to have the audience dancing and singing in the aisles. Um, I remember my father when it came out, um, it, it was like early 2000, and he's, I, I remember calling him and saying, you know, hey, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching Shrek again, he said. I love that movie. You know, so... <laughs> I must have watched that movie at least three times. Well, great. I and I, I'm looking forward to seeing who plays Donkey. Oh, <laughs> Donkey. Okay. Yeah, I'm it. looking forward to it too. So hopefully we'll have some great actors go out for the shows. You know, we we are the only community theater here in Westerly, and we're really proud of that. Yeah. yeah. And one of my things that I'm very passionate about is having a huge outreach so really reaching out to all the actors in the community even those that might not have as much experience maybe there's a part for you father Sunil. <laughs> well i'd love to i i'd love to try that i'd love to do I'm, I'm all game for that i think it's a i know that my uh my friend and pastor uh cal lord uh yes. sometimes acts and, and and so it's it's really interesting but i I just love the joy that you're bringing and the hope. I mean, the Anfax story, yes, it's sad, but it's also a hopeful one because mm -hmm. it it helps to pass on a, a message that 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 uh, that reinforces that this type of thing should never happen again. Absolutely. And, and then things like the Shrek and 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 the story of Joseph. I mean, those are those are just joyful, hopeful things that helps us all to move forward and. That's why I love I love acting. I love the watching acting, you know, and 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 the theater. It just it helps us be inspired to something greater, you know. And and so people like you, Aaron, uh, you inspire us. Thank you for what you do, and you know, and then and you know, we are going to get through this this struggle. And I love the compassion that you just you know, that you are expressing for those people who don't always agree on everything. And, and, and it's all about acceptance and helping us move forward as a community. So God bless you in this. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, is there any passing? I mean, we're about to, uh, we have our show is almost about to end, but is there any passing words of wisdom that you would like to leave with us? Um, I, I guess, you know, 
one thing that we talked about a lot today, Father, and I'm, I'm really glad that not only was I able to talk about the theater, but I was let to talk about my faith, and, and that means so much to me. I don't know if you knew when you invited me that no, I was I didn't. a person of faith, but you know, you opened the door for me, and that made me so happy to share that with our, our listeners. And um, you know, one word of wisdom I, I want to just share is that you know, through our faith. And through our hope, we can really change the world. And you're changing the world with your with your your program here. I hear such great things, and I know you're touching people all over. Um, and that's, you know, if we can each do our little part. You know, I'm I'm a theater director at a community theater down the road. But if I can do my part, and I can share love and acceptance and joy, and hope, and if we each just do a little bit of that. I believe we can make all the difference in the world. I believe in that too. Yeah, and I'm so glad I met you. Uh, and I, I, you know, Aaron, God bless you and all that you do and your family and, uh, and anything I could do to help you uh, and also participate. Uh, I will, we will do whatever we can. That's great. I can't wait to partner with you. And I, if I can tell your listeners, please come buy subscriptions to this theater. We, we have definitely been impacted by the pandemic like everyone. And we want to survive and thrive here in our community. So go to our website, granitetheater.com. Um, please personally reach out to me when you come to the theater. I would love to meet all of you. And I'd love to help our community. So. Great. <laughs> ben, ben, could you put that uh, website on our uh, on on our screen right now so that we could we could all uh, so people can connect with that too. So it's just granitetheater.com. Yes. Okay, great. Granitetheater.com, and the phone number is 401-596-2341. Sure. I, I hope Ben will will do that. Hey, there, there he is. He said, oh, oh, that's great. Good, good, good. Fantastic. Thank you. And thank you, Father. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you today. And I can't wait to develop a relationship with you and your wonderful church. Yes, definitely. And and if you get me acting, that would be a miracle in itself. That would be so fun. All right. That's the challenge, everybody. We're going to get him acting. <laughs> All right. Bless you. Thank you so much. All right. Folks, this is great. I, I you know, one of the the great things about doing this program is that you get to connect with so many people from the uh, from the community community and uh, and and we just um, in our community are filled with joyful, hopeful people, inspiring people, people like Erin. And so, if you can do whatever you can to support her. Uh, work in the community and the work of that that wonderful institution of uh, the Granite Theater. I think this would be an appropriate thing to do, especially as we come out of this pandemic and we want to proclaim light and hope. Uh, as is our tradition, let's now end with prayer. Although I don't have my prayer in front of me, so let's pray extemporaneously. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the many gifts that you've given us. We thank you for this moment, this moment is, which is so filled with possibilities and hope, and yet also filled with challenges and sometimes frustration and worry and fear. Lord, we pray that you will help us in the midst of all of this to have faith, 
to bridge over the frustration and fears of the challenges that we face to experience the hope again and the joy. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless our community of Westerly, Stonington, and Rhode Island, and of course, the world. Bless us, Lord. Bless us with this faith. We pray also that you would watch over our institutions, institutions like the Granite Theater. And we pray that you will be with its leadership, with Aaron, and all those who seek to bring light and hope to the world. All this we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve God. Spread the light of God, the light of hope and joy to the world around you. The world needs it right now. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.